In your sermon notes, you can pull those out, follow along. And I want us to take a look at our theme verse for this series. It's found in Ephesians chapter 6. And it just says this, pray in the spirit in every situation. In every situation. Now that's, that's pretty that's a pretty bold statement. And what we're trying to teach you in, in this prayer series and in 21 Days of Prayer is that prayer isn't just for church and it's not just for your quiet time, but you can, you can pray one-sentence prayers throughout your day. Did you know that? God, I need your help with this in my life. Holy Spirit, will you, will you help me in this area? Lord, I pray fire and brimstone on this guy. No, I'm just kidding. Don't pray that. <laughs> like, you, but you can pray... One sentence prayers throughout your day, throughout your life. And I just wonder, what would it be like if, if we not only prayed in every situation, but we prayed first in every situation? Because don't you know, sometimes we try everything else first, and then we pray. It's like, man, I haven't even prayed about this. Well, what if we prayed first? And, and I want that to be our rally cry as a church for you, that it becomes pray first, before we do anything, pray first. I want that for us. In fact, uh, like, like I, I want it to be like this. Before you go to work, you pray first. Before you send your kids out the, school, out, out the door to go to school, you pray first. When you meet the teacher, you pray first. When, when, you, when you schedule that business meeting, that calendar invite, you pray first. When you check your email, you pray first. When you send that email, you know what I'm talking about. You pray first. I've sent some emails that I wish could just bounce back to me, but they didn't. This is why we got to pray first, right? We need to pray. We need to run it through that filter. And so I believe in this so much for us that we had these wristbands made, and they just say, pray first on them. That's all they say, pray first. And you can't buy them, but we'll give them to you on your way out today. You can't buy them because you already paid for them when you, when you give in the offering, right? So they're already paid for on your way out. You're going to get one of these wristbands that just reminds us to pray first. Before I do anything else, talk to God in every situation. Amen? And then the second part of the scripture says, use every kind of prayer and request that there is. So some of us were like, man, I didn't know there was more than one kind of prayer. I, I th there's more than one kind? Yeah, there is, and it's, it's in the Bible. It's clear that there are different ways, different prayers you can pray, and there's different patterns that you can pray, kind of like we talked about last week. I would love for you to go back and, and, and see that sermon, watch that sermon. But there's different ways we can pray, and, and we're just trying to teach you that. We're just trying to help you in your prayer life. So last week we talked about the tabernacle prayer. And I'd love for you to go watch that. It's on our website. You can podcast it on your commute, however you need to do that. But today, we're going to talk about the prayer of Jabez. The prayer of Jabez. Now, when I was a teenager, my mom gave me this book, a little book like this. Uh, the guy's name who wrote it is like Wilkerson. I can't remember his last name. But uh, you can find it online or anywhere. And it's just based on the story of a guy in the Old Testament named Jabez found in 1 Chronicles. And 1 Chronicles is a hard book to read, y'all, because it's a lot of genealogy. It's like so-and-so begat so-and-so, begat so-and-so, begat so-and-so, begat so-and-so, begat so-and-so, chapter 2, begat so-and-so, begat so-and-so. Like, it's, it's a lot of that. And so a lot of times I'll just kind of nod off, like, 
I don't know, is this really important? But right in the middle of about 600 names, God presses pause and he talks about a, an obscure man named Jabez. Nobody knows much about Jabez. They, they, they press this pause button and they talk about Jabez. And it's found in 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9. And it says this, that Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. More honorable than his brothers. And that's an interesting thought. Like, why, if you're going to say anything about Jabez, why are we talking about how he's better than his brothers? And it says, his mother named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Now, the name Jabez literally means pain. His name means pain. So let me just ask you this question. Like, like how bad do your brothers have to be if your name is pain and you're more honorable than them? Do you know what I'm talking about? His, his mom had it rough. Like, she must have had some hooligans for kids. Like, his name is Pain. Hey, my name's Pain. Pain? Yeah, yeah, I'm Pain. I'm going to be a pain in your butt. I'm going to be a pain in the pain. I'm a pain. And imagine what he went through. Imagine if you named your child Pain. Hey, this is Garrett, Gavin, Gideon, Gibson, and Pain. I mean, imagine what that would feel like. Imagine the playground ridicule that this kid went through, right? I mean, his, uh, if he goes to the army, he works his way up to be a major pain. <laughs> if he goes to medical school, he becomes Dr. Pain. Nobody wants to go see him. Like, I don't know about this. It's not a good idea. So this, th I don't know why, but his mom decided to name him Pain, to label him, you're Pain. And that's what, that was his identity. And I want you to listen to me for a second because some of you are living this life with a name or a label that you've believed about yourself. For Jabez, it was pain. Maybe, maybe you're living a fake identity. You're not living your life based on what God says about you and who God has called you to be. Instead, you've been labeled by divorce, and so you live that out. You've been labeled by bankruptcy, and so you're living that label out. You've been labeled by depression or addiction or anxiety, and you're living those labels out. But Jabez didn't do that. Jabez, pain, it says, pain cried out to God. Pain cried out to God. Now, if your name is pain and you're praying to God, don't you think you'd be praying about your pain? Don't you think you'd be praying about your, your hurts and your past and the things that you've been through? But this, that wasn't Jabez. In fact, he doesn't pray about his past or his pain. He prays about his future and his promise and his potential. And it goes on to say, oh, that you would bless me. Are we just saying, I am blessed. I am called. Oh, that you would bless me, that you would enlarge my territory. Let your hand be on me and keep me from harm so that I'll be free from pain. That's the only time he mentions pain. Do all these things so, so that I'll be free from it. And, and check out what God says. God granted his request. God loved to answer that kind of prayer. So what I want to do today is I want to read back through just statement by statement and, and take a look at four things that Jabez prayed, and these are four things that we can pray. We can pray them as, as Christians, as moms and dads, parents, grandparents, teachers. You, you can pray these prayers. You can pray this today, these four things. The first one is this. It says, it, it, it says oh, that you would bless me. And this word bless 
is the Hebrew word Barack. And it's the same spelling as our, uh, the, our last president, President Barack Obama. His, B-A-R-A-K, Barack. And it's the same spelling as that. And it's, a, it's actually a Hebrew word. And it, what it means is it means just to kneel down. Like if for God to bless him means that he would kneel down. God would kneel, stoop down and give him things he doesn't already have. That's the blessing. And listen to me. So here, here's what we do. We, number one, we pray for blessing. Jabez gives us this illustration. Oh, that you would bless me. So we pray for God's blessing. Now, this is not, this, listen to me. This is not, I'm not talking about financial blessing here. I'm talking about God stoops down and he gives you everything you don't have. I, that could be financial blessing, but it could be peace, it could be joy, it could be love, it could be hope, it could be wisdom, it could be understanding, it could be a lot of things, amen? So that's the blessing that Jabez is praying for. It's way bigger than finances. God wants, God, what God wants to do, it's in Psalm 18, he wants to stoop down and make you great. He wants to stoop down in your life. He wants to be your shield of victory. And he wants to be the right hand that sustains you and to just stoop down and to give you things that you don't already have. That's the blessing. So if, if, if you, I want you to think about, when I read this, I think about how it played out in my own life. Unfortunately, a lot of churches and church people, they'll put pastors on pedestals and they'll think, oh, he's just had a silver spoon in his mouth the whole, his whole life. Well, he, was, he was born into pedigree. He was just born on the right side of the tracks. But listen to me. I was born in Tennessee and raised in East Tennessee. I was raised in the, in the foothills of the Smoky Mountains. <laughs> Listen to me, our, our state theme song for our football team is Rocky Top. I wish I was on old Rocky Top down in the Tennessee hills. Ain't no smoggy smoke on Rocky Top. Ain't no telephone bills. See, we don't have the proper grammar, right? <laughs> Once I met a girl on Rocky Top, half bear, the other half cat. Wild as a mink, but sweet as soda pop. I still dream about that. Strangers, they went up on Rocky Top looking for a moonshine still. Strangers ain't came down from Rocky Top. Reckon they never will. You know why they won't come down? Because they found the moonshine still. They, they stayed. They found it. Reckon they'll never come back. They'll never come back. Listen. And, and I, love my, I love my state, I love my, my heritage and where I came from, but, you know, we, we're, we don't rank high in education there in Tennessee. We, po- poverty is rampant across the state. The, the average lifespan is one of the nation's lowest. Violent crimes are some of the highest in our, na- in, in our state. And, and when I think about, so, so like how could, how could a, a boy like me raised in in the backwoods um, and, and without a dad in poverty making C's on his report card be standing here today. It's because God stooped down and he blessed me and he poured things into me I didn't have. Are you with me? 
That's how it happens. That's what God does. Is he, he wants to stoop down in your life and he wants to give you things you don't have, things that you can't do on your own. And so when I got saved, he put me around youth groups and people in my life. I grew up in the church, y'all, but I, I grew up in church, but I was far from God. Do you know what I'm talking about? And, and he put me around the right people who helped me see that God wanted to bless me and that there was a future for my life and he had a plan for my life and there was great things ahead for me and, and this is not a prosperity message. It's not name it, claim it, or blab it, grab it, believe it, receive it, none of that. It's, it's just this, that we, listen to me, that I don't think, I, I think God wants you to have more in your life for a specific reason, and that is to be a blessing. It's to be a blessing. Genesis 12, 2 says it this way. He's talking to Abraham. He says, I will bless you and you will be a blessing. So in other words, I will bless you so that you will be a blessing. So when God gives us things, when he blesses us, he wants us to have more, but not so you can have more. Can I say it again? He wants you to have more, but not so that you can have more, so that you will bless people around you, so that you'll use it to make a difference in the lives of people around you. And I'll get to that in just a second. You, I'll call for that in just a second. He wants, he wants you to have more. Listen, what is the more for? It's for others. The more is for others. It's not for us. And so he's not looking for people to give to. He's looking for people to give through. If he can get it through you, he'll get it to you. I hope that makes sense. That he, he, if your desire is for blessings, if your desire for blessings is only to be blessed and so you can have nicer things and do greater things for your own self, that's the wrong reason. And, and I don't know that God would bless that because he wants you to hold it with open hands and give it away. Because you're a conduit, and I'm a conduit for God's blessings. So... I have no desire to lead a church where we just take care of our needs every week. And we just take care of us four and no more. I have no desire to be that kind of church. And from the very beginning, I've prayed and I've asked God to help us use our generosity to make a bigger impact on the world around us. And so I want us to be a church where we can operate on little so that we can give much. It's not always easy. But it's always worth it when we live like that. And I, I want us to be the kind of church that, that lives debt-free as a church so that we don't have to be strangled by some sort of mortgage payment. And then we can't do ministry anymore because we got to pay a light bill and we got to do this. I don't want to be that kind of church. I want to be able to be aggressive in giving and loving our community and sowing into our community and making a difference in our community. So we've got to hold it with open hands, though, because God... God wants to give to us if, if we'll give it away, not to keep it for ourselves. Next month, we're helping launch 40, over 40 churches across America are being planted next month, and we get to be part of that. We get to help make that happen, but he, it's not to hoard. He doesn't give to us to hoard. It's, it's to bless others. So here's how we pray that prayer. What you see on the screen is, Lord, give me more than I need, more than I need. So I can be a blessing to the world around me. Lord, yeah, take care of me. I know I have needs too, God. You're going to take care of that. But, but if I can be trusted with it, Lord, I know you're going you're gonna to send it through me. Give me more than I need so that I can take care of people around me. So if God blessed you, what would you do with it? 
what would you do with it? Be a blessing. Be a blessing. So, Lord, if you, if you bless me, I, 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 I would appreciate that. I, I would love your blessing in my life. But if you do bless me, I'm asking you, God, to, to give me some, to ex- enlarge my territory. Because now I have more than I need, so I need more people to give it to. I need you to, I, here's what I need you to do. I, I, we're going to pray for influence. We're going to pray for influence. We're going to pray for influence. Because we're asking God to enlarge our territory. You've blessed us now, God. I can't just keep it for myself. Give me more influence in people around me. Now, our natural capacity is not enough. We're limited by our own ability. So this is why we need to ask God to stretch us. And we need to ask him to take us to bigger places than us. I want you to hear me today. God has something bigger for you. He wants to enlarge your territory. He wants to give you more influence. He has something bigger for your life. And the reason why some of you are here today and you say, my life isn't all that, is because your life is only about you. The reason your life is is not all that is because you're only focused about you and your needs and your wants and what God does in you. And I'm just telling you that when you realize there's more and there's influence beyond just you, it's going to motivate you. It's going to motivate you because the happiest people I know are not people who don't have problems. They're people who have purpose. They're people who, who know what God has called them to do. The happiest people I know have purpose. Sociologists call it transcendence. It's this moment when you lay your head down at night and you go, I made a difference for somebody else today. So successful people don't have more money and less problems, contrary to popular belief. Successful people don't have more money and less problems. They just have a clear purpose. They know what they're on this earth for. And Paul encourages the Ephesians with a prayer. And and it's my prayer for you. You can find it in Ephesians. It's about six verses long. And it says this, I pray also, this is my prayer for you, that the eyes of your heart would be enlightened so that you would know the hope to which he has called you. So if you want hope in your life, then you need to find your calling because your hope and your calling are connected. They're together. They're inseparable. You can't separate your hope and your calling. So you've got to find, what, what am I here for? God, what do you want me on this earth to do? And that's why we do growth track every single week. Today is step two. It's where you find that purpose. It's where you discover that for your own life. And, and we walk you through personality profiles and gifts assessments so that you can leave going, I know why I'm here. I know what God, I know the influence that he wants me to have in this life. Because here's the deal. You need something to live for, not to run from. Some of you are running from things. You're running from your past, but God wants to give you something to live for. Your future, your purpose, and your calling. And then he closes out by saying, it's the riches of his glorious inheritance. Did you know you have an inheritance? But it's not things, it's people. Your inheritance is people. Because people are the only thing that you can take with you to heaven. Have you ever seen a hearse behind a U-Haul? I mean a U-Haul behind a hearse. I said that wrong. 
I was like, that didn't sound right. You ever seen a U-Haul behind a hearse? You ever seen them together? How about I say it that way? You ever seen them together? It's no, we, because you can't take it with you. So, so what, what do you do? You take people with you. You use your resources. You use your ability. You use your influence to populate heaven and to plunder hell. That's what we do. So you have an inheritance, and it's found in Psalm 2. Your inheritance is this, that if you just ask the Lord, he'll, he'll, he'll make the nations your inheritance. He'll give you people. So God wants us to live on mission. And here's how you can pray this prayer. You just say, Lord, show me your purpose. Show me your purpose for my life so that I can live a, a purpose bigger than my own. Show me your purpose for my life so I can live a purpose bigger than my own. So we say, Lord, bless me. Lord, bless me. And if you bless me, if you, if you bless me, I'm, I'm, I need you to enlarge my territory. I need you to expand my influence. I need you to expand my influence. And if you expand my influence, God, I need you to go with me because I'm going to be in over my head. I can't do this without you. I need you in my life. And this is why we do 21 days of prayer, y'all. Because what we're saying is we can't do this without God. We need the presence of the Lord in our lives. We're just saying, Lord, if you're going to give us influence in Wichita Falls, in our surrounding areas, we need your hand because we can't do it without you. We need you. So Jabez pray, let your hand be with me. And the, the hand here represents God's power and his presence in your life. His power and his presence. So this is the way we pray it. We pray for presence. We pray for not, not like gifts, but for God's presence, for the Holy Spirit's presence in your life. We pray for that. We pray for his presence. So it's like we're, we're just saying, God, you asked me to do some things that are too big for me. And I need your hand. I need your power and I need your presence in my life or I can't do it. I can't, I'm not going to go without you. And we find that in Acts chapter, chapter 11. It says that the Lord's hand, his power and presence, was with the early church. And a great number of people believed and turned to God. Can, can I just pause here and tell you that the only reason... 211 people have given their lives to Jesus at City Hope since January. The only reason why we can have every school prayed for in our community yesterday. The only reason why, why 304 hours of prayer have been prayed this week at City Hope. The only reason is the hand of the Lord. That's it. That's it. Yeah, come on. Let's give God praise for that. Let's praise Him for that. So we do, we do what Moses did. Moses, in Exodus, he prayed this prayer, another prayer that you can pray. If your presence doesn't go with us, we're not going. Don't send us up from here, God. And listen, parents, you can pray this before your kids leave in the morning for school. God, if you don't go with them, we're just going to keep them here. We need your presence. You teachers can pray that over your classroom. Ministrators over their school, we, we, we need your presence here. Because where the presence of the Lord is, there is fullness of joy and there's peace forevermore. We need some peace. Business leaders, you can pray that over your business. God, we're making some big decisions, but we don't want you to just bless our decisions. We, we want you to lead us in the right decisions. Lord, we need your, we need your presence in, in our lives. 
Because here's the deal. You're all trying to do something. And if you, if you try to do that thing in your own power, it's only going to be as good as you. And, and the next question is, how good are you? <laughs> right? Moses said, if your presence doesn't go, we're not going. And, and then he goes on and he says, how will anybody know that you're pleased with us unless you go with us? So at the end of the day, I hope your conclusion of City Hope Church is not, well, he's a nice guy. I really like him. Or the kids' ministry is really good. They do such a good job in kids' ministry. So nice. No, I hope your conclusion at the end of the day is, this is only God. This can only be God. It's only God. Amen. Come on, let's thank him again for that. It's only the hand of God. So when we moved here uh, in June, June 4th of 2018, we came with a dream, we came with a plan, and we came with a desperation. Like, God, you've got to come with us, or we're not going. We're not, we're not going. And here's the deal. Dreams fail, plans fail, but God doesn't fail. God doesn't fail. And some of you today, you're facing some fears in your life without facing God. And what, what do I mean by that? You're out on your own. You're trying to win it on your own. You're trying to do it on your own. You're trying to make it on your own, and you've drifted from God. You're not with God anymore. I'm just, I'm just saying, get back with God. Get back in His presence. Get back with Him. You, you can do that. 21 days of prayer. I'm, I don't beg you for anything, but I'm begging you. Get in the presence of God. But what, what else will distinguish me, Moses says? What else will distinguish me and all of your people? And then the Lord says to Moses, okay, I'll do the very thing you asked. Uh, that's pretty simple. Like, this is the kind of prayer that God wants you to pray. God, I need you. That's the kind of prayer he, he just says, okay. I like that prayer. God, we need your presence. If you don't go, we're not going. Okay, I'll go with you. I'm going to be with you. That's what, he, that's what he wants. So here's how we pray it. Lord, be with me because what you called me to is it's too big. What you called me to is too big for me. So if you begin to pray this prayer, if you begin to pray for his blessing and he gives you blessing and, and then you're praying for influence and he gives you influence and now you're praying for his presence, he's going with you, you're making a difference in the lives of people around you, I want you to listen to me. All hell might just break loose in your life. The, all of hell will, will be against you. And that's why Jabez prayed, keep me from harm. Keep me from harm. And we pray for protection. That's number four. We pray for protection. So you've just got to know that if you're going to pray this prayer, there's a target on your back. Right, because you're drawing close to the Lord. You're doing great things. You're expand, God's expand, expanding your influence, and he's giving you more territory, and his presence is with you, and the enemy knows it. The enemy knows that. And so we, we just have to, we have to know this, that if you're not butting heads with the devil, then you might be friends with him. Y'all might be talking on the phone, and you don't even know it. Like, if you're not butting heads, if you don't have some conflict in this area, check yourself before you'll wreck yourself, right? Just, just like, check up. Get, it, get with God because you need His protection in your life. 
Oh, pastor, we don't like it when you talk about this kind of stuff. This mumbo jumbo, this, you know, this stuff. We, we don't really, we like it when you talk about God and you encourage us. That's what we really like. But let me, listen to me. Just because you don't like it doesn't make the devil go away. The Bible talks about it in 1 Peter. It says that the devil is like a roaring lion. He's not a roaring lion. He's like when he's pretending and he's seeking whom he may devour. So he's, he's like a lion, which means that he's in the tall grass. He's hidden. You can't see him, but he's there. And he loves to pounce. He loves to devour. He, he loves to tempt. He loves to distract. He loves to get you blindsided. And so our decision has to be, I'm not going to be naive. I know it's going to happen, so I'm going to stand up and fight. And so this is where the church has to gain some confidence. Are you with me? We don't just take it. We don't just go, oh, it's just part of it, just going through life. No, 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 no. We don't have to, to go through that. We can be blessed. We're called. We have purpose. So, so we just say, we, we just take authority over, over our families. We take authority over our kids. We take authority over our marriages. We take authority over our schools. And we say, devil, you have to get your hands off of my marriage, off of my finances, off of my life, off of my children, off of my city, off of everything in my life. You have to get your hands off of it in Jesus' name. We, we have the authority. God, Jesus has given us that authority. City Hope has been blessed with a lot. God has just stooped down and blessed us. And so, God, we're just saying, would you give us more so that we can make a difference? Lord, would you expand our territory? We're asking you to enlarge our influence in the city. And help us to reach places that we can't reach on our own, that we can't go on our own, places that we haven't gone yet. And Lord, as you give us, we're just kind of praying this prayer. Lord, as you give us more influence, we need you more than ever before because we're not going to go without you. We need you. We're not moving without you. And Lord, we're not asking you to bless the path that we choose, but to lead us in the right path, to lead us in the right path. And Lord, we know you're going to fight our battles. We know that you go before us, that you, that you surround us. We know that. And so, Lord, we need your protection and your covering over our families, over our marriages. Because if you're for us, we know who can be against us. Romans 8. We just begin to pray Romans 8 that says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? No. In all of these things... You're not just a conqueror. You are more than a conqueror. <laughs> you are more than conquerors through him who loved us. So here's how we pray this last point. We pray for protection by saying, Lord, strengthen me in. Because listen, you're going to go through some attacks. Strengthen me in every attack and protect me. If you would, Lord, just protect me from even going through it in the first place. Just protect me from, from going through those attacks. So when I'm attacked, Lord, strengthen me. Strengthen me. And here's a thought I want to close with. It's the last thing to jot down in your notes. That you have two choices when it comes to prayer. That you can make your prayer time all about you and what you want to talk about and what you're going through and the things that you need. You, you can talk about your past and your problems and your pain. 
or you can talk about what God wants to talk about. And you can talk about your purpose and your future and your destiny and, and, and the potential and the promises that God has for your life. Because here's, here's the deal. Prayer isn't about moving God. It's not about us moving. It's not about God moving toward us. It's about us moving towards God. Prayer isn't about God coming our way. Lord, you just come here and you bless what we're doing. It's about us lining up with what he wants in our lives. So you just jot that down, and I want to pray over you. And I'm going to ask God to move in in your life today to do these four things in you today. So, Father, I just thank you that, that you're with us. God, I'm asking you to bless City Hope Church. Bless every family represented here in this house today. God, I'm asking you to bless marriages in this house. I'm asking you to bring reconciliation and bring forgiveness and bring hope and joy and peace. I'm asking you to bless kids and children as they go back to school. I'm praying for health in this room today, that you would, that you would give us what we don't already have, Lord. And that's a healing, and that's grace, and that's strength, and that's power, and that's joy, and, and, and that's freedom from anxiety and depression and all of those things, God. Would you just stoop down in our lives today and put your hand on finances and put your hand on resources and put your hand on ideas and dreams that people have? God, we, we're asking you to give us more, not for us to hoard, not for us to to. to to just hold on to, but Lord, we're asking for more so we can be a blessing to people around us. If you can get it through us, Lord, we know that you'll give it to us. And so God, we we just speak to every ear that's listening today that you would make us influencers in this place. Give us influence with people around us. God, we speak to, to every person in this room believing for vision for their lives, for a purpose in their lives that makes a difference for people around them, that impacts the lives of people around them. We pray for vision in their lives that you would open the eyes of their heart so that they could see the hope to which they've been called so that they could know their purpose, that they could, un- that they could go to growth track and just discover what you want for their lives, Lord. God, we're praying that We're just saying, Lord, if if you don't go with us, we're not going. We don't want another church service. We don't want another, we don't want another outreach. We don't want another event if you're not going to be there, Lord. And so we don't, we don't want to take another step. We don't want to do anything without you. So, Lord, we pray for your presence to be with us. Lord, your presence to go with our, our, our students this week as they go from kindergarten to college, for our teachers and our administrators, your presence to go and fill their lives, God. We pray that you would surround them. We need your presence. And Lord, we pray that you would protect us from every attack of the enemy. We may feel like we're surrounded by what's going on in life, but we thank you that we're surrounded by you. We're surrounded by you, that you, you've given us the name above every name, and that's the name of Jesus. And at the name of Jesus, every knee must bow, every tongue must confess to the glory of the Father. It can't stand in the presence of God. So we just, we just reject every lie of the enemy in Jesus' name. With your head still bowed, let me just, let me wrap up by asking you, if maybe you're here today and you say, Ben, I... I'm far from God. I've been waiting for this moment, the whole service, so that I could just, so I could 
give you an opportunity to come close to God. And if you're here today and you say, Ben, I, I don't know God. I'm far from Him. I'm living for myself. I'm, I'm ready to come home. I'm ready to surrender. I'm ready to make Jesus Christ the Lord of my life. I'm ready for Him to be in control of my life. I'm not asking you to join this church. I'm just asking you to join Jesus today. Join God. And if you're here and ready to surrender to Him, you're ready to come back home. You're ready for life change. If that's you, I just want you to slip up your hand right now. Just do it in boldness. Do it with courage. Just slip up your hand. Say, Ben, pray for me. Pray for me. I'm ready to surrender. I'm ready to give my life to Christ. I'm ready. God bless you. God bless you. Who else? That's me, Ben. I, I need your prayer. I need your, I, 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 I'm ready. I want to surrender. Anybody else today? God bless you. Hey, come on. Let's pray this prayer together. Say, Lord. I give you my life. Thank you for saving me. I'm ready. Forgive me. Cleanse me. Wash me. Make me new. I am yours. From this day forward, I'll serve you and I'll follow you with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind and all my strength. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, let's give God thanks today. Come on, let's thank Him for His love. Amen. Amen.